Hey, hey, hey. Are you right? Look, listen, this is the wrong time and place to take a nap. You get on your feet? Okay, good. Psst, Jacob, is there anything in front of us? How far are we? We passed the main horde a little while back, so there's only a couple of stragglers left. We've got about 200 feet to go. I can see Jack. He's in the window. Okay, okay, that's fine. All right, newbie, just don't make any loud noises. Particularly don't touch any of the cars. Those alarms are sensitive as shit. About fucking time you lot showed up. I've got the chocolatey mushroom shit boiling over on the stove. Well, we're here now, mate. We would have been here sooner if it wasn't for this newbie that we dragged along. This bloody rando set a car alarm off, didn't they? Whatever. Can you just introduce the podcast already? Yeah, 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 all right. Don't get your knickers in a twist. We'll sit down now. Jacob, you're recording, mate. Yeah, we're rolling thunder in three, two... Welcome to the Cicada Lounge. <laughs> oh, <damn it. laughs> That's why you don't do the intro. That's why the intro is not for me. <laughs> you fool to even think you could have done it. It takes a certain type of man to do the intro. And here he is. Here we go. Hello and welcome to the Cicada Lounge podcast. My name is Jordan Foster as always and join me today is Jacob Welsh and Jack Sutton. He's Bonjour. made you look like a right idiot. Though. I know he has, he's done me right, isn't <laughs> he? <laughs> Fucking hell. And it's Halloween. Ooh, joining us for a Halloween spooktacular. <laughs> we've got the boys, we've got some stories and we've got some chills. That's it. All right, before we start, cheers boys. Mm. We made it cheers. to Halloween. We have got some Taylor's Late yeah. Bottled nice. Nice. Vintage Port. Mm. It's um, very, smells very robust. Mm. I'm Fruity. getting notes of it is, grape. It? It's really nice. Grape. I'm getting really? notes of grape. Blimey. Yeah, it's got plenty of berries in it and plenty of grapes. Mm. Get it down, yeah. Ooh, I'm not sure is, if 2016 mm, can be regarded exactly. as vintage. Quite tart. Yeah, I know. Mm. It is tart. Goes really well with food. Mm, I bet. Anyway. Mm. <laughs> I'm excited. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Oh, let's get a show on the road. <laughs> stories tonight. <laughs> <laughs> right, so. We've Do got your some best Russian stories. Oh, oi, oi, oi. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? That was definitely more of a one nipple. <laughs> Vladimir, yeah. turn Simpsons back on. I miss the cheeky yellow friend. Fucking, where are we, Sesame Street? One Russian. Counting count. Exactly. So, we got some. Spooky stories tonight. We got three to share with you, and then you never know. We might have some more fun facts afterwards. But if you're lucky, yeah, I know. Lucky. I was wondering. I'd be really pulling it out. Who though. will start? 
Shall mm. we? You can't flip a coin with two, no, three people. No, I think we should do. Oh, oh rock paper scissors. All right, yeah, rock oh, paper hey, scissors. That's not really very good for audio, though, is it? So, mm. yeah, but maybe it? that's good because people will be lying in wait Ooh. for the winner, the rejoice, or the. <laughs> oh yeah, perhaps. That's it. Should we do it? Yeah. yeah. You okay. Gotta, you got to say what your thing is as you do it. Okay. Right. One, oh, two. Wait. Three. Oh, to the hand. Just in case anyone at home doesn't know, this is how you do the game. And, <laughs> and you say it out loud. Okay. That program you showed me where he's doing the scene and he rock, paper, scissors for like... 10 minutes yeah, and it's joking. incredible yeah and he gets it every time doesn't yeah he, he gets it every single time he just reads people and he's like that's an that's so annoying mm-hmm. that's some Darren brown shit yeah. cold i was mesmerizing i wasn't even playing what you, was you, it from it remember. was from not homeland what we what was the one we were talking about the other day he's an agent in amsterdam oh yes Ooh. uh patriot patriot great oh. series watch the scene in that yeah. madness yeah, nothing really to do with halloween let's go yep. all right <laughs> One, two, three. Scissors. Paper. Oh, Jordan's okay. out. Bye. Jack, you've got to say it, remember? Oh, you, yeah. You just went... <laughs> Jordan's <Ooh>. out. <laughs> <laughs> Could have lied. Say it. Okay. One, One two, two, three. three. Right. Paper. Oh. Right, so Jordan's Wait. first. I'm then second, you. you're third. Mm-hmm. Shall we... Has anyone got a title for their story? Yep. By the way, um, none of us know what each other's stories are. So mm-hmm. all reactions, fears, and screams will be live. It's yeah. going to be funny when two of us have written the same story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from you, you cheating motherfucker, you managed to sneak a glance at Jacob's script. I, yeah. I read one line. Oh, one I was line. drawn to it like a no. fly to... Shit. <laughs> I was going to say a line. You're the shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the shit. <laughs> so mm. I have... Yeah. Last, the wolves of Kurov. Nice. Mm-hmm. How about you? Mine's the bloodlust of Bongo, an East African tale of horror and death. Nice. <sighs> and mine is the demon of the Rizizi River. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> three good titles. Nice. Bongo, though. I don't think anyone's talking Bongo. You made Bongo scary. Yeah. And I'm proud if, of you. If you can make Bongo yeah. scary, I think that's pretty good. <laughs> can the hairs on the back of your ball sack stand up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the back of the ball sack, on the taint. Yeah, nice. the from under. The taint, the from under. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start my story with an animal. Okay. So... This is Crocodilus Nylocticus. Or I should say, sorry, Crocodilus Nylocticus. So this is the Nile crocodile, which is a really formidable predator. So as we all are aware, the crocodilians have been around on the planet for millions of years. They've outlived countless other species. They're one of the hardiest creatures on the planet. Literally indestructible. They're one. They're an apex predator in any environment that they happen to dwell. They're found all over the planet. Different ecosystems and different bioforms have existed. There was this huge crocodilomorph called um, 
Purusaurus. The crocodilomorph Purusaurus. That, what the fuck? That sounds like a playground game of Pokemon. And he goes, well, yeah, but yours is a Purusaurus. I choose you, Purusaurus. (laughs) Everyone picks on it. Right, that caught me well off guard. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, just that name one more time. No, it's not. No, it's fucking not. How's it spelled? <laughs> As you'd imagine. P double O R double O. I say it's P U R U. Peru. Peru. Peru's Peru's Peru. Wait, isn't that Peru? <laughs> no. No, that's P E R U. Peru. Peru. Magic. Anyway. As we're talking. Um, it existed a long time ago, extinct relative of the Caymans, but it could reach eight tons. So this was a colossal creature. Wait, that, these were real? These were real. That's it. I think it's um, 69,000 newtons of bite force pressure. So that's many times greater than a Tyrannosaurus Rex bite. 69 though. Nice. Yeah. yeah. 69,000. Yeah, it's a good number, right? It's a good number. Mm, good number. Are they like lobsters in the way that they only have that pressure closing, but if you put an elastic band around the chops, can't open it? That's a that's a common trait with a lot of crocodilians, actually. So yeah, yeah they have amazing muscles. bite fresh pressure coming down, mm. but they have really weak muscles to open the bite. Is a hippo like that as well, or am I just making? I don't that think up? so. You know, no, that's in yeah. hungry, hungry hippos. Uh, <laughs> mm. the when they come prepackaged with the that's the, it. the elastic bands around them, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. they don't jiggle around in the box that's it. for safety. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't worry about that hippo friend. He's got a safety <laughs> elastic band on. <laughs> I think you've got the wrong animal, mate. <laughs> but um, crocodilians have existed all over the world in all different shapes and sizes. They've been in the sea, they've had fins, they've um, had all kinds of different ecosystems and dominated them each time they've entered. But as of the modern day, crocodilians are relatively small compared to their ancient ancestors, like Sarcosuchus and Dinosuchus, huge crocodilians that used to eat dinosaurs on en masse. And poopy doopus. And poopy doopus. <laughs> poopy roopy doopus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> We're off to a great start. That's it. <laughs> We've written all of these scary scripts and... <laughs> Can't make just it. Gonna fuck We're just up. bringing it all back That's down it. into the gutter. That's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> right, so, modern Nile crocodiles estimated around 200 kills per year, just that species on by itself. But this individual is named Gustave. And Gustave is a Nile crocodile that has a body count of 300 people. Now, this monster of a crocodile weighing uh, is what estimated about a tonne and is 18 to 20 feet long. When it was first documented by modern scientists and the scientific community, as well as being had pictures taken of it and observed, uh, it's ridden with bullet wounds. This thing has been at the forefront next to civilization been hunted and targeted for the last well it's it's last um last sightings were about 10 years ago but it's been growing since then oh it's still alive uh, yeah it's rumored like there's been Hang on, sightings what? as of its last recorded sighting it was supposedly 55 years old and crocodiles can live up to 100 
And many much yeah. older than that in prehistoric times, right? No, I'd imagine so, yeah. Isn't that the number of times 50 Cent was shot as well? <laughs> was it last seen on an album cover holding a baby wearing a bulletproof vest? <laughs> I think the bulletproof vest would disintegrate after 55 shots, wouldn't it? <laughs> the crocodile was confirmed with 300 kills and three platinum albums. <laughs> <laughs> That was so dumb. (laughs) Good though. So, Gustav is a very large Nile crocodile from Burundi, so in the middle of Africa. He's a notorious man eater and rumoured to have killed up to about 300 people. Him and Madonna. Yeah. He used to stalk people on the banks of the Rizizi River. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) All the way up to the, the. the northern shores of Lake Tanganyika. The reason why Gustav came to the forefront of like Western media is because of this um, this herpetologist called um, Patrice. Oh, Patri- what, sorry, herpetology. What's herpetology? It's the study of snakes. I think I've got cream for that. No, <laughs> <laughs> I think I've applied it for you. <laughs> Lush do great bargains. To be mm-hmm. fair. <laughs> so this guy Patrice Fay, he's been studying, investigating and documenting Gustave around the early 90s. He was there, like, there's a whole documentary on it, I think it came out on PBS. But this crocodile, compared to all of the other Nile crocodiles in the area, was absolutely colossal. You can see all of the distinctive bullet marks and the hide was thick from slash marks and spear marks. One of his shoulders is slightly engorged and plated over with thick scales because of supposedly a spear attack. There's nothing that this thing hasn't bumped into. People have tried to kill it so much. (laughs) That's nuts. And it's responsible for the for these attacks. Like when when a crocodile gets to a certain body mass, um it can't predate on the the typical prey items like fish. Like Nile crocodiles are like against their conception don't always go for things like wildebeest and and buffalo and things like that. They often go for fish up until they get to their maximum size. So as soon as they reach their their apex, they start going for larger prey. Gustav is much beyond like the the normal, the typical maximum size for a Nile crocodile. There have been reports of them in captivity mainly um, and rare sightings. Um, But as soon as it reaches a, a typical size, it gets too slow. To, to go for fish and other small, smaller animals like antelope and things like it's that. It's like terminal velocity. Yeah, because crocodiles are ambush predators, right? We've all seen the documentaries. Mm-hmm. They can stay underwater for a really long period of time in the gloom with their eyes facing upwards. And they have their head um, at a perfectly lateral angle with their body coming down at a right angle to obscure the shadow underneath the water. So it has less of a silhouette for say, a prey item comes to the banks to come for water. Mm. Whereas Gustave, his mass is so great, he, he couldn't catch these smaller, more athletic prey items. So he was going for things like hippos. Hippos are notoriously one of the most dangerous animals in Africa. And he was well, tied in the world, right? In the world, yeah. Like they can, I think they contribute more deaths per year than lions mm. in Africa. I think much more. And crocodiles, yeah. And they're not even... They're not even carnivorous. They're just territorial. Mm. And they love a good bashing. <clears throat> yeah, exactly, yeah. And a mud With, bath. And a mud bath. Yeah. Like the and spas. 
if Madagascar teaches us anything, a good sing song. I wouldn't say good. <laughs> Peak for whoever Did that she actress sing? was. Yeah. Did she sing in that? Definitely. It's weird so that she did now. It's canon. This. <laughs> kind of bummed me out that they anthropomorphized a hippo to have an ass. Yeah, I know. I know. That was a bit sexy. Yeah. Yeah. It did it for me. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to feel those things. <laughs> I did. <laughs> oh, okay. No fat shaming here. Oh, brilliant. So this 18-foot-long, 2,000-pound um, crocodile had to go for larger prey. Humans were on the menu. Humans are slow-footed compared to everything else. It's a beast. Hippos spend a lot of their time in the day in the water because it's nice and cool and there's plenty of mud and it, keep, like, it regulates their body temperature quite a lot. During the night time, the hippos come out on land to graze on, on grass and things like that. And this, like, this mid-section between um, day and night during the magic hour, a lot of people fish on boats in the rivers. And Gustav would deliberately target these people. He would sneak up on boats completely undetected, hiding his silhouette, and target boats that can't go anywhere. And literally launch out of the water and pull them in with one bite, killing them. And it happened again and again. Like, children would be, would randomly disappear off the banks, there'd be a huge flurry of water, like a huge wave would take them from the banks, with teeth coming out of the other end. Like how a uh, orca would hunt, yeah. you know, creating a bow wave creating to a bow wave. toss a seal off an iceberg. That's it, yeah. Or Jimmy Savile at a BBC children's convention. <laughs> Sorry, me. right, how? <laughs> what do you mean? What well, he would do just you appear mean? through the crowd. What do you fucking mean? <laughs> <laughs> what about apex predators? I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah. Yeah. But what? <laughs> so we've got a good look at Gustav, this huge monstrous croc that's nearly 20 feet long. So this lad, Patrice Fay, who was documenting the crocodile, petitioned to the local government to be able to set a trap for it. He was given two months to catch the crocodile. He had a two month um, time limit to be able to do it dead or alive I believe but mostly wanted it alive so it could be taken away to a like a sanctuary so it could live out its life without being a danger to the public so two months isn't a lot of time really <laughs> I mean that also sounds like an accident waiting to happen yeah that's it I have a question hmm. if there was a wanted poster for a crocodile <laughs> would you would you have the bottom of its face if it was pointing upwards would it be the bottom of its face or the top of its head like the chin, would the chin be on the poster because that's kind of facing forward to you, right? Or it's back where its eyes are. Would why that would, be the why would it not be front down looking at you like that? Well, it's just going to be like it. I'd want to see the silhouette of its head from the top down. Mm. Yeah. I'd want yeah. to hear the Bon Jovi song that's written when he gets caught. Because mm. <laughs> I'm wanted. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's actually Dog the Bounty Hunter that takes him down. He's been doing too much ice. Does a full Steve Irwin and jumps on it. Yeah. Who would play Gustav? Who would play Gustav? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Arnold Sch mm. No, I don't think he's that murderous. No. I feel like it would be... I think Josh Brolin's a good one. Jacob, can I get a impression of Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> as Gustav the Crocodile <laughs> in the Nile? <laughs> Here, hippo, hippo. <laughs> Come to me, give me time. Hippo, put the cookie down. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I need more pork. <laughs> 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 oh man! Oh my god! Anyway, mm-hmm. mm. good put. Oh, top me up, would you? Yeah, I'm good. Mm. So, in. Gustav yes. is lying in wait. This this chap is Patrice Faye is set a trap. So this trap is a like a multiple ton. I think it's one or two ton steel cage that they've set for it. They've tried different snares. Gustav has been hunted every time he's been seen to no effect. This cage, they've clearly realised that the bait that they've been using hasn't been working. They've tried fish, they've tried different cuts of different meat from like the local um, fauna, and they even tried people. <laughs> Live again, like the lions. Yeah, they've tried wow. people. No, as in, people have got in through the tiny backslit entrance of the cage and started slapping the water to try and entice the massive crocodile into the cage to be able to be trapped. So the cage is essentially... That's a short straw. I was about to say, what sort of short straw pulling (laughs) contest is that? volunteer. (laughs) No. Yeah, there's footage of it. Absolutely not. Monster crocodile. No. That's the same sort of volunteer Jeffrey Epstein had on his island. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) For clarity, not really volunteer. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Very Mm. sad. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, volunteers were even slapping the water to try and entice this motherfucker to get in the cage. It clearly knew what was going on. After 55 years of being hunted and persecuted and knowing when humans would come to the banks and what was a a silhouette of a man with a rifle and knowing what cage and snares are, it just didn't go in. Mm. Nothing went in. And then, after a while, after, say, a couple of days, they brought in a goat... And they left the goat there. This is fucking Jurassic Park. When the fucking they leave the goat, you seen the first film for the Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. and a goat comes no. out from a lift. <laughs> Wait, what's Jurassic Park? Never heard of it. This this elevate goat elevator pops up with a goat on a chain. It's that scene. That's mm. that. Wow. So they left a goat there overnight. A monsoon kicks in. That's They've crazy. Left, left camera traps to be able to see what comes into the so into they the cage. wait. Hang on. They had an elevator with Kendrick Lamar slowly being lifted into the air. <laughs> That's crazy. It is mad, isn't it? So this goat was there left overnight. The monsoon kicked in. They had to retreat. When they came back in the morning, the cage was fully submerged under the water or pulled into the water. Goatless. Yeah. Goatless. It, I was about to get there. The goat was gone. Utterly. Gone no, goat. Gone Wouldn't goat. it be mad if the goat was gone but the alligator was trapped in the cage <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the goat was drowned he's just it. swimming around <laughs> just patting the water <laughs> fuck you Arnold plot twist the goat's Arnie that's it <laughs> gun goat so gun goat gun goat he's in there he's got two fucking M14s up it's good ASMR I'm silenced that's why oh, it's so <laughs> quiet <laughs> M4s famously. <laughs> famously can be silence. <laughs> so, unfortunately, the goat was missing and the cage was completely submerged and couldn't be pulled out. It was completely tangled in the roots. The whole thing was a complete failure. And to this day, Gustav has been possibly involved in numerous different attacks. There's been sightings as recent as 10 years ago of Gustav and his very distinctive massive face covered in 
battle damage and body scars and bullet wounds. And still people think that he swims in the Razizi River, haunting boats and snatching children from the banks. Like There's really famous accounts that Gustav was really picky. So he would kill a human on the side of the riverbanks and only partially eat it. And because Gustav's present as, a, as the dominant alpha crocodile in that part of the river, no other crocodiles would ever touch his kills. So wow. know it was Gustav's. Mm. Also, you'd know he was coming because every time he opened his mouth, he would bleat. (laughs) 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 True notoriety. (laughs) Full of goats. That's it. (laughs) So whenever the locals would see partially eaten remains of their, like, like of... Pals. Other people, pals and people they know floating in the river or washed up on shore or other animals that have been partially eaten but the crocodiles nearby won't touch, they know that Gustav, the demon of the Razizi River, is floating just under the surface. Wow. Mm. 300 kills mm. is mad. He's been around for a minute as well, for hasn't he? For a strong minute. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, I think we should get a quick round of applause for that story. Mm. That was. Well done, Jordan. Nicely done, nicely done. Mm. I feel like uh, it might have been better had us idiots not have interrupted so much. (laughs) Oh, don't worry. Mm. It's fucking one of your turns next, isn't it? Oh, fuck. That's true. (laughs) It's me next. It's you. Ren jumped straight into it because I feel like I need a palate cleanser for my mind because all I can see is a poopysaurus attacking (laughs) hippos with a goat riding its back on with a soundtrack of 50 Cent and the voice of Arnie. <laughs> so who's next? Jacob. Yeah, all right. Ooh. Right, next I have for you a chilling tale. Oh. Terror and pain. Written five minutes ago. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Classic ADHD, bringing it right up to the wire. Nice. So, this story I've titled The Bloodlust of Bongo. An That's East African horror. tale of horror and death. I'm as hard as the Dickens. (laughs) (laughs) What the Dickens is this? Right, you fucking knob lord. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking thing bit me. (laughs) I love that back, you crispy piece of shit. (laughs) I love that scene. (laughs) Right, okay. Let's get started with the story, shall we? Yeah, Mm -hmm. so the title again. The Bloodlust of Bongo, Mm. an East African tale of horror and death. Nice. The night was long and dark. An eerie breeze drove over the desolate plains of the Abadir Range in 1908 East Africa. A few tribesmen of the local village were sitting around a campfire, recounting stories of the most glorious hunts and conquests. Chief Ungiri, the leader of the village, sat back behind the group, gently pulling from his tobacco pipe as he watched the men tell their tales. There was nothing special about the night at hand, other than a large, looming full moon, lighting the desert plains for miles, lighting all but the Aberdeer Forest. The village was situated just a few hundred yards from the edge of the Aberdeer Forest. The villagers, a tough hunter-gatherer community, had always used the dense undergrowth as a veritable treasure trove of food and prey. As the stories continued and the men grew merrier, the dark night began to set in. Wait, Batman was there. 
<laughs> Why was he in Africa? Always watching. Batman in Africa. Felix <laughs> Horribius. Felix Horribius. <laughs> <laughs> How did we work and multiply the joke? Oh no, that was good though. <laughs> oh dear! Oh, this is tense though. I'm liking this. Mm. Mm, you're setting mm, the really scene. Painting the scene nice. well. I feel like I'm at that campfire. I know, right? I was going for the facts, but I prefer your style. This is mm. lovely. As the stories continued, the men grew merrier. As Batman began to set in. <laughs> <laughs> A couple of men broke from the pack and walked off towards the edge of the forest to relieve themselves. One dressed in a large, lavish red cloak, brazen with the bravado of his most dashing hunting tails, puffed his chest and began to reorinate into the bush. His friend, a large man dressed in furs, wearing his traditional hunting weapon slung around his belt, looked off into the distance. An eerie air breezed over the brush and sent a shiver down the proverbial spine of the large hunter. The larger man looked into the brush and noticed a large, looming shadow. Silent against a backdrop of acacia trees, the large shadowy figure, now less than 16 feet in height, stood menacingly 20 feet from the man. The man, overcome with fear, fled back towards the camp, shouting for help. The red-caped man turned, unwitting to the presence of the figure. As he shrieked in fear, a six-ton African bush elephant bull charged out of the darkness of the man with bloodlust in his eyes. Dick in hand. <laughs> <laughs> Just two little eyes poking out of the brush. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't implying that the elephant <laughs> had his dick in his hand. <laughs> Public masturbator elephant hiding in the shadow. Just coming at people from the tree line. It's mad that we've worked Jimmy Savile back into the story. <laughs> <laughs> he shrieked in fear as a six-ton African bush elephant bull charged out of the darkness at the man with bloodlust in his eyes. He raised his front legs into the air as he caught the man and brought both feet down with full force. As the was crushing... he just stood there? Yeah, he was pissing. Really? Yeah. Well, he didn't notice this fucking elephant No, he elephant turned around and him. saw it and the elephant's like, yo, what's up? Killing you now. How did he sneak up on him? How did an elephant sneak up on him? He didn't sneak up. It was stood silent in the forest. Oh, shit. It what, was just stood looking at just him? in the shadows, just staring. Was he pissing on the elephant's leg or something? No, he was about 20 feet away. <laughs> Fucking hell. What, he silently crept up to him and then went... No, the, no. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, his mate, his mate had seen the shadow and run off because he was like, what the fuck is that? All right. What, and didn't then, tell his mate? No, he ran off shouting and his mate obviously didn't think anything of it. You know, a bit merry from the tail That's and stuff That's a massive beforehand. fucking elephant. Yeah. yeah. Well, he didn't know what it was. He just saw a large shadow in the... All oh, right, I'd leave you both behind. <laughs> Fair play. I won't even go to the toilets in this building alone. <laughs> the poo leg, scare, scare. He raised his front legs into the air as he caught the man and brought both feet down with full force. As the crushing blow drove the life out of the man's veins and the light out of his eyes, the elephant spared not a shred of remorse as he began to tear the man limb from limb. With its bloodless quelled, the elephant turned and slowly returned to the darkness of the forest. Left in a pool of blood and horrifically dismembered limbs, the man breathed but one word. Bongo. <laughs> I've taken a fair amount of artistic license with the story. I think it's worth pointing that out at this point. Right, that got you. I, I think Jacob managed to make bongo 
quite intimidating. Yeah, I think so. It, <laughs> Jordan, it did not work for so yes. well. All I've got pictured in my head is beautiful, by the way. Your environment's stellar. I've just got this, <laughs> this fleshy manhole cover with a head sticking up and going, bongo. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say you were imagining the elephant bongo with one eye facing one way, one the other. <laughs> oh, guy. <laughs> oh, my God, my stomach. Right, we don't need to do a Halloween episode to scare anyone. What... All you need <laughs> is a picture of Jacob doing that thing with it. Fucking <laughs> hell, stop it. You oh, hate it, don't I you? I fucking hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I can split my eyes side to side. But like they're afraid of each other. At 45 oh. degrees. My missus can do it laterally, though, so that she doesn't have to look up. She looks like Pennywise. Hang on, wait. That's nonsense. I can move yeah, one no. eye individually of this. <laughs> He's doing it. You look like. Did you ever watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. <laughs> the evil doctor. <laughs> oh, oh, holy no. shit. Back at the village, the large man arrived out of breath, running straight up to Chief Angiri to tell him of the terror he'd just seen. Chief Angiri immediately sent a group of his bravest hunters to go and investigate the scene. The men tooled up and rode out into the night in the direction of the screams which had now subsided. Upon arrival, they were horrified at the state of things. There was blood everywhere. Shreds of red cape littered the edge of the forest. The man's body was so disfigured that at first they mistook the pile of torn and chunked flesh for the spoils of the previous hunt of wildebeest. Upon further inspection, they found that the bones had turned to dust. Blood had been sprayed for 15 feet and limbs were strewn around like chicken bones at a medieval royal feast. Chief Angiri and his crew of brazen warriors were rightly terrified of what had become of their comrade in the night. The next day, Chief Angiri wrote to a local British Empire hunter named J.A. Hunter, aptly named J.A. Hunter, mm. who resided in a nearby encampment. Mr. Hunter was renowned for his beast hunting prowess and was known for taking down hundreds of rhino during his expeditions of rural Africa bit of a prick. If there was one man for the job, Hunter was that man. Armed with a double-barreled hunting rifle, J.A. Hunter set off in chase of the murderous beast. Nice. Chapter two. Ooh. The first hunt of the elephant. I love it. Imagine if he wasn't a hunter with a name like J.A. Hunter. And I know, right? Be missing a trick. He <laughs> actually was a horticulturist. <laughs> I, I was actually reading, reading about uh, two surgeons in the 70s the other day mm. and uh, they were called Butcher and Scraps, or something like really? that. That was their surnames. But Butcher. Was it, that's it was a fucking that. stand-up set. Butcher that and is. fuck. What was it? Butcher and Scraps. Butcher and Cutter. They oh, were the, no, they were really the surgeons. Weren't. And then in the like over the tannoy in the in the hospital, they'd be like Butcher and Cutter to surgery. Butcher <laughs> and Cutter <laughs> to surgery. <laughs> no <laughs> Imagine way. people in the surgery like fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> were, they, yeah. were they working at the same hospital? Yeah, yeah. They were. They were the two surgeons. They were like a team of surgeons. That's Bonkers. Butcher and Cutter. Were they Amazing. working for the Cray Twins? <laughs> <laughs> Two goons. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I'd prefer Butcher and Cutter to Butcher and Whoops. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> butcher and shit, that doesn't go there. <laughs> or just the noise from operation. <laughs> <laughs> if Butcher and <laughs> can please report to surgery. <laughs> oh. Oh, right. Chapter two. The first hunt for the elephant. Mm -hmm. 
with his Wakomba Gumbera Sasita in tow, Hunter set off for Angiri's village. What's that? Who's that? So, uh, I think Wakumba is the name of the local area. Oh. And his gun bearer that was called Sasita. Oh, like a Sherpa. It's, it's like a... Uh, caddy. It's like a caddy, yeah. Gun oh, caddy cool. for a hunter. Like a guide. Yeah. So, right. um, I don't know. I think he was a pretty pretty good hunter, a good tracker and all that sort right. of stuff. But I don't know whether they just carried it. shit. He was a white guy in Africa, wasn't he? So Right, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. not carrying his own gun. Right. 1908. Mm-mm. With his gun bearer Sasita in tow, Hunter set off for Nagiri's village, where the chief told him, after conferring with local village leaders, that an elephant fitting Bongo's description had been terrorising neighbouring villages for months, destroying crops with impunity, leaving the people to hide in their huts for fear of attack. Together with Sasita... Hunter found the body of the red-cloaked native, completely crushed and with his limbs torn off. And Geary told Hunter to wait another day before starting the hunt, stating that the elephant would doubtlessly strike again, thus giving Hunter a fresh track. A few hours before dawn, a runner from a village five miles away arrived breathless, saying that the bull had passed through his village that night and gorged itself on their crops. Following the trail, Hunter saw that it led to the deepest parts of the Aberdare Forest, Within, they found the elephant's dung and a large impression of his body when resting. They soon found the elephant feeding on bamboo. Aiming with his 475 Jeffrey number 2, Hunter was unable to make the shot as the elephant caught his scent and fled with thunderous footsteps. Hunter returned to the village in dismay at his failure and settled in to wait for another report of the murderous beast. The second hunt. The next day, the elephant was seen in a village three miles from Hunter's location, devastating a crop of shamba trees. Upon arrival, Hunter... Was he and- just hurling insults at them? You're <laughs> <laughs> no, the shittest trees I've ever seen. Look at the leaves on that. <laughs> You've got horrible shit leaves. <laughs> you mug. You fucking mug. You fucking mug, you shamba tree. <laughs> the hunter's just recoiling in fear. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. <laughs> Upon arrival... Hunter and Sasita were greeted by several runners who offered to guide them through the Aberdare forest. Following a trail of crushed bamboo and upturned bracken roots, the party came across the elephant while eating bamboo shoots. Upon getting their scent, the elephant immediately charged the group. Six tons of East African elephant bombarded towards them with the speed and weight of a freight train. Hunter quickly aimed the right barrel of his 475 Jeffrey No. 2 for the centre of the elephant's skull and fired. The elephant fell, screaming loudly in pain, as the lumbering mass thundered to the ground and skidded to the feet of Hunter and his crew. Hunter finally finished off the beast with a single shot to the back of the neck, decimating the brainstem and putting the creature to rest. The villagers rejoiced and returned with the tale of their success as they danced and sang until morning. Blimey. That's it. That's fucking scary me. fucking elephant. Yeah. One kill. He's not quite got much on Gustav, but Yeah, but he's a fucking cockney, scary fucking elephant. But he just well, he tore this um outpost apart, right? He absolutely he, smashed the shit out of it. So that the I've I've left out a lot of it, but there was um there was quite a few accounts of uh of like different um villages and, and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. But this this one red red caped guy was was definitely his most Vicious and gory kill. Wow. I mean, yeah, um, it doesn't matter how fucking arms and legs. Right. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter how many you've got. If you've been stood on by an elephant, <laughs> so it's pinned you down, and then it 
ripped the rest of you off. Yeah. yeah. Crushed him and completely dismembered him. It's overkill, isn't it? Nuts. That's yeah. pretty scary. That's so, anger. Uh, what right, does yeah. an elephant scream sound like, Jordan? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that's the thylacine, right? <laughs> we, um, we do have a little bit of uh, follow-up information from Hunter. Yeah, why was mm. it so angry? So, upon examination, Hunter noted that the quality of the bull's ivory was very poor, being only £40 per tusk, with a, air quotes, good elephant, usually holding three times that much. Mm. The base of the right tusk was found to have a musket bullet lodged into its nerve centre. Hunter suspected that this was presumably done by an Arab ivory hunter due to the size and shape of the round embedded in the bone, the pain of which was presumably what drove the bull to act unusually aggressively. Right. So oh, they, that's mad. Yeah, they think it was probably <clears throat> uh, targeted by some some uh, ivory um, poachers and uh, they just oh, didn't, no. didn't quite take it down. And oh, Wow, Baba's just, got toothache. Yeah. Mm. That's bad. How did they know it shit. was an Arab bullet? I think because of the size and shape and what was most commonly used by Arab ivory hunters at the time or right. ivory poachers. That's crazy. Now that rings true, actually. So mm. there was this... You know, the word jumbo means big, right? We, what? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that Hang word on, wait. is... Jumbo jet. Jumbo jet, right? Like big, big, jet. Jet. big jet. Big jet. Big jet. Big jet. Jet big, big fly high. <laughs> Iron horse. <laughs> fly horse. <laughs> big iron bird in sky. <laughs> It sounds like I'm doing a Native American accent, but I'm trying to do a Neanderthal speaking yeah, English. that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> and now that sounds racist, so we going to have to cut that out. I don't know that there's a large majority of Neanderthals that would take offence to it right now. So. Well, probably not. Just the one in the room. Fuck them. <laughs> so, Jumbo yeah. means big, mm. but it was coined from Jumbo the elephant. The elephant was an absolute monster, and it was an orphan that was taken in, and it was, um, like, raised by this... This chap that pretty much lived with it. Anyway, the the elephant ended up getting hit by a train. Um, but before before then, very unfortunate. Train. I know it had a terrible diet. So back back yonder, um, they didn't <laughs> right. just hot pockets and yonder. Where, where, where is this fucking going? <laughs> well, what do I fucking mean? So, <laughs> did, did the train fucking mean? It just exploded with cheese strings. <laughs> It's just it's just a fact that they got hit by a train. <laughs> so when it so was he had li- a terrible it, diet. Yeah, when it lived in captivity, an awful diet. The supposed the elephants are supposed to eat roughage, like really, really hard to digest foods. They're built for it. So everything from bark to acacia trees and things like that, like really rough like flora in Africa. Whereas it, it what it was being fed when it was in zoos and as an amusement and things like that was pretty much like sweet buns and sweets and mm. sugary shite and it caused tooth decay. And in the middle of the night, they had to give it litres of whiskey just to calm it down because it would go into flying like horrifying rages well documented by its keepers so not right. only it was, did it have a terrible diet it was yeah. also an alcoholic it was an alcoholic <laughs> a violent alcoholic had that's a lovely, really fucking had a, sad had a lovely temperament when it was in the daytime and distracted and being fed constantly and like children were riding it and things um, but during nighttime, when it was trying to sleep it would demolish its enclosure night after night obliterating its own tusk to try and to remove the pain. Couldn't they have just removed the tooth? They didn't know. 
Mm. I um, suppose they wouldn't yeah. have known what was causing the fits of rage, would yeah. they? It was investigated after it died. Mm. But um, you yeah, always get it I, too late. That's it. Mm. They were they were trying to move him because he's an amusement, um, and he was. I think he was um, bought eventually by this um, maybe a circus or some kind of amusement company. Travel and dentist. Yeah, that's it. And he got hit by train a train company. <laughs> Who hit it? Mm. He died oh. on the tracks. Yeah, bless it. I know. What but, a yeah. shit life. Isn't I know, it? right? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's more lucky than Tesla's elephant. No, it wasn't Tesla, was it? It mm-hmm. was um who Thomas Edison's elephant. Ugh. Oh, he, he electrocuted the fucker, didn't yeah, he? he? Yeah, I mean, Thomas Edison was a prick. So. He yeah, was a massive elephant. But wasn't he trying to do that to prove that his these competitors' current like electricity current was more dangerous? Yeah, that's right. So Tesla, he was right? trying to um champion DC, whereas Tesla and a AC, few DC. others were going for AC, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and he was trying to say that AC was more dangerous by electrocuting. Whereas elephant. everyone knows nowadays that DC is much more dangerous. Yeah, exactly. Much more AC's dangerous. The, yeah. Um, yeah. DC will Safer. just fry the fuck out of you without mm-hmm any stopping whereas AC yeah. at least has a sine wave that allows you to Let maybe go. pop off of it yeah. great so he electrocuted a fucking elephant yeah. just to prove that Break. Break. J- just to try and bring down the competition that's it massive oh, sweat oh. um, so it's actually interesting that you've given us a story about elephants because Jordan was uh, giving us some off show um, information about must was it Elephant, oh, yeah. was it must or musk? Must, must, I believe, yeah, must. So, yeah, musk is just like smelly, smelly person. But must is a, like, um, it's Isn't almost it like... anus, musk? Yeah, well, must is when it's sort of seasonal. So. Is that how they make Dior Sauvage? <laughs> I shit you not, perfumes used to be made from secretions from deer's anuses. And sperm Sweet. whales. I wish they still were. Probably are. They pay enough. Yeah, you get ambergris from, from sperm whales. Ambergris? Ambergris. What's that? Yeah, so we'll get back onto the elephants. But ambergris is this secretion in the whale's digestive tract. And it causes... It's really, 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 really expensive. And it's only used in the higher echelons of perfumes and things. Because I think it's just got this oily, greasy quality that makes any, um, any scent stick you know, so it lasts longer. It's mm. way more intense. Right, right. And it has this, like, this really, when it's properly developed, it has this really heady aroma that sticks around on the person. So one spray will last you like a week. Wow. That kind of thing. Right. Um, but it increases the... The, the like, potency. Yeah, the it. potency. Yeah, so you can have, like, like, a week-long antiperspirant. Yeah. Right, start yeah. killing whales. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like, governments and, like, whole um, nations rallied against say, like, I think you like the Netherlands and Iceland to stop them from hunting them for mm. that reason. Well, they were hunting them for the, for the meat and, and other things. And, and the blubber as well, right? Blubber for, uh, and the baleen. The lipstick and stuff. Yeah. Baleen was used, their teeth was used as toothbrushes and combs and things mm. like that. Blah, 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 blah. Imagine Ambergris. brushing your teeth with a whale's teeth. I know, right? I did go to Iceland. Mad. I think Inception. in <laughs> some places they were still, you could still buy um, whale, but there was an awful lot of petitioning against it. Mm. Like really? slandering the restaurants and so on that were still serving it. Oh, wow. Um, I did not know that. I mean, obviously, because just don't. Yeah. <laughs> Let mm. the whales, leave the whales alone. Man. That's yeah. it. Leave yeah. the whales alone. So but must. Must. Mm. Must is just a, a seasonal um, state that overcomes male elephants in the wild. 
and they start to secrete this like sort of like musky um, gland from behind their ears and it drips constantly. They're constantly urinating and in a state of half erection all the time. Jacob, yeah. do you, it sounds like me. Do you have must? <laughs> doctor, doctor. About once a month I get half an erection for a week straight. And my ears I can't like... stop pissing. <laughs> Should see a doctor about that, mate. <laughs> Who are you? Yeah. They get hyper competitive and highly aggressive. Um, they're, it's supposed to be fought between two males so they could, you know, battle it out and win the rights to be able to reproduce. So is it like a week-long adrenaline shot it, it a lasts, month? I think it lasts for months, yeah. Okay, no. Yeah, adrenaline, like it's testosterone is flowing through their body at a rate that, you know, we can't even comprehend. If it is testosterone that is actually causing it. Mm. Um, but anyway, Elephant snorting adrenochrome, you heard it, it here yeah. first. Big if true. <laughs> Big <Yeah>. if true. <clears throat> Big if true. But yeah, they go into a state of hyperaggression. Half the time, that's what's responsible for elephant attacks. Wow. Just because they're and off you, their nut on adrenaline. Mm. Well, yeah, must. But if you get too close to like a, a female elephant with a calf and things like that, she's going to, you know, rock charge you. you. Yeah. yeah. Whereas a bull elephant on must will just go for you and try to stamp you into the dirt. Wow. Ready, ready to ready to eat, kill and well. fuck, just like OJ Simpson at a house party. <laughs> Did he eat people? No, probably at food though. <laughs> probably. De- definitely the least abrasive thing he did at the party. Fucking and killing was the other bit. You should have seen the rate in which he threw Scotch eggs back. <laughs> 46 and a 9 right there's no fucking way that OJ Simpson was going to parties that had scotch eggs at them hello Twizzleworld do you think OJ Simpson's ever seen a scotch egg no oh my god OJ Simpson on Twitter is the fucking greatest thing to happen since he went into prison oh the comments are beautiful they'll always uh, construct their sentence like they're supporting him and then reference the murders straight away (laughs) (laughs) How has he got Twitter in prison? No, he's out of prison now. Oh. Hmm. Oh, yeah. He's been out for ages. Yeah, about a couple couple years now. A few years, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh. Yo, yo, yo. Hello, guys. Just want to stop you for a quick ad break. Do you edit this afterwards? Yeah. Okay, good. Just want to stop you for a quick ad break. Uh, Eagle Brains Productions, come in 2027. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> That was Voz. Thank you, Voz. <laughs> Our local photographer. <laughs> that was literally terrorism advertising. <laughs> we need that fucking on air sign up. <laughs> oh, that was great. So everyone all topped up on port? Oh, I mm. can do with a splash. Yeah, I'll have a little splash. splash. Can, can I do the pot? Oh, go on. You don't In front of the mic, please. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that was nice. That was a hot pop. <laughs> Give me some of that. How much port have we drank now? Mm-hmm. Mate, we're having like a quarter of a chocolate. <laughs> oh, you're not. It is nice. Oh, fuck. Can you reach? Yeah. A little bit more. A little bit more. Ah. There nice. you go. Thank you very much. Right, now we're it's, all ported. It's nice, isn't it? It is nice. It is a good, quarter yeah. of a shot glass is seven-eighths more than I need to get drunk, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I've got so much port on my hands. I've actually got a port tissue. I look like that African hunter. 
<laughs> what the dead trampled one? <laughs> the pile head of off. sludge that was once a body. <laughs> Bless that oh, man. I can identify with that. That's how oh. most of my sexual partners have described me. <laughs> that pile of what? sludge that was once a body. Aesthetics or style? <laughs> <laughs> he has the sexual prowess of a dead tuna. <laughs> Minced. <laughs> a bloody pizza. <laughs> oh, dear. So, what have you got for us, Jack? Yeah, what's your title? The Wolves of Kurov. Ooh. It's 1944. Life is as shit as it gets in Soviet Russia. If the genocide of millions wasn't making you want to lock your doors and throw away the key, there was a far closer threat. A threat that taps into the primeval terror that fills us all when the lights go out and you're alone, being watched. Ooh. <laughs> I like your style. Mm. <laughs> Fast no. and loose. Are you all sufficiently seated, scared? Mm. I'm ready. I'm locked in now. I'm ready. ready I've to had rumble. too much pork, man. <laughs> <laughs> My arms no longer work. <laughs> Whilst the Wolves of Kurov attacks occurred over a relatively long period of time, that reduces nothing from how terrifying they are and perhaps even makes it worse. They just kept coming. With munitions and rifles being requisitioned along with hunters of the region for the war effort, this left the inhabitants perilously exposed to being hunted themselves. The wolves had become accustomed to the people of the region, likely knowing they wouldn't come to any harm should they drag one kicking and screaming into a cold Russian night, which is exactly what they did. A lot. <laughs> so where where they fucking come from? Yeah, the how many wolves are we Cora? talking about? Like... <clears throat> A pack? pack. No, several packs, packs across a region. Where? So where exactly are we? The where region of Kurov in Russia. Whereabouts is, is that? Is that northern, geographically northern, northern southern, towards east, Siberia? Little to the left. Russia's fucking big, mate. It's a big it place. Is. I'll be fair. You don't know. No. Mm. But <laughs> Russia is one, bleak, two, cold, three, Big. 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 <laughs> Pick a fucking place. It's probably shit with wolves involved in it. Right. The wolves mostly attack children, being that they're useless, defenseless, and annoying creatures. <laughs> Second. Useless. Useless, defenseless, and annoying creatures. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> That's Ian to Jack's entire childhood existence. Yes. That's where that description came from. I'm fully aware. He was looking out the window waiting for a wolf. That was verbatim, Ian. <laughs> Grab you by the scruff of your head and fling you out the window. Well, why would the wolf fling me out the window? <laughs> your dad. Oh, right. Fling you to the wolf. Oh, I see. He put you under his arm and salute. <laughs> The wolves are outside. Karen, crack that window. I would hate to break the glass. No, Daddy, not again. <laughs> das Vladanya. <yeah. laughs> For the motherland. <laughs> Fucking hell, my dad would make a good Russian. Just imagine him in a Yushanka. In fact, he's got one and wears it in winter. Does he really? Yeah, he looks like Hopper when he's in the Russian yeah, prison. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, your dad and Hopper have a pretty similar stature. Mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. One is much more baby. attractive, though. Mm. And it's not your dad. Well, I'm telling. He's hearing. <laughs> I'll fucking send it to him, Ian, you ugly bastard. 
<laughs> He's going to crush you like that elephant did. <laughs> God, I hope so. <laughs> At least I'll die with an erection. <laughs> you put the wolf off his food. <laughs> put me off my fucking food. <laughs> One girl on September the 21st, 44, 1944, that is, a 13-year-old Valentina Starikova, Starikova? Starikova. Valentina Starikova. Thank you. Was carried off by a wolf whilst watching another wolf take down a calf on the opposing riverbank. Another, on November the 6th, 44, was dismembered in broad daylight. She was only eight years old. Since the wolves realised they could get away with it, like any sensible, friendly neighbourhood serial killer, they started systematically targeting, murdering, and taking children. By 1945, the wolves had... The wolves? The wolves. <laughs> <laughs> it's them goddamn wolves again. <laughs> Fucking wolves. <laughs> Sorry. The wolves. The wolves. Fish lips. <laughs> The wolves had become so brazen that on April the 29th, I've genuinely put in brackets, Russian name, 17-year-old, because the fucking name was so incomprehensible, I couldn't even copy it. So, Andrea dropped a Bolikov, 17-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> was attacked when the screams started to attract attention. A wolf repeatedly picked her up, scaled a metre-high fence, and dragged her for 200 metres before finally letting go, later returning to murder a lamb, probably just to make a point. <laughs> One of the worst attacks of 1945 has little information, but effectively culminates in a five-year-old being found by a rescue party with a torn-out throat and a partially eaten leg. This was quickly becoming a serious problem in Kurov's districts, and as I'm sure you can imagine, the cautionary tales from parents, as scary as they might have been, were likely far less harrowing than the truth. The last of the attacks happened as late as 1953. A 12-year-old was dragged 300 metres from a playground and only managed to escape by grabbing a branch and running. A lucky escape. There was indeed 22 children who weren't so lucky as to escape the starving jaws of an apex predator tearing flesh from bone before you've even had the chance to finish your morning potatoes or or lunch potatoes or even your turnip pudding. (laughs) Or your dinner potatoes. Or your dinner potatoes. I keep forgetting, this is in the Soviet Union, isn't it? Mm. No wonder they're being taken away by wolves. By wolves. <laughs> so when did what year did this all start? So this was 1944, right? Um, wow. Up until 1953, there were several incidents after that, um, but they were mostly from rabid wolves. These wolves weren't rabid; they were just fucking hungry and oh, started taking children. Yeah, to be fair, I suppose Russian winters are long and well, hard. And not bad, only were yeah. the Russian winters Russian winters. Um, this was wartime, so the people didn't have food. Mm. All yeah. of the cattle were used for food or yeah. farming. There was no whatever. surplus left for the wildlife. Nothing yeah. at all. So the wolves were like, fuck it, we're having your kids then. Mm. <laughs> to be fair, I wonder what the population of wolves would have been like prior to the wartime because I suppose food in, in abundance would have allowed the wolf population to grow. Depends on the animals. So like, going only briefly going back to 
my story when that guy Patrice was trying to set this trap within two months because there was a conflict in the area and when there's conflict in the area with crocodile numbers um, people are chucking dead bodies into the river constantly so there's huge spikes in crocodile numbers right. so yeah. when there's literally like the battle of Kursk between the Germans and Soviet Union huge tank battles tens of thousands of people dying um, and thrown and left in the wastes that would maybe populate, a, like support a population of wolves mm. well, hungry for human flesh. It's funny you should say that because in um, Russia there is a famous battle that I can't recall the name mm. of um, in which the Russian and the German soldiers stopped fighting because the wolves were just dragging their wounded away and oh, finishing okay. them off. And they genuinely stopped fighting each other to fight off the wolves. This is obviously a long battle in a forest over a great period of time. But yeah, they ceased fire. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Exactly. Fucking hell. Exactly. Um, Jeez. But imagine that you've been shot by a fucking Rusky and then some wolves just coming in, nibbling your toes. Can't move. That's amazing. Imagine that. You're in the fucking harrowing you don't landscape anyway. of war. Yeah. You've just been shot in the fucking leg. You're on the floor bleeding out, screaming, Medic! Medic! No one's coming. But the fucking wolves. <laughs> the wolves. The, 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 the medic wolves. wolves. <laughs> With little red crosses on. <laughs> Wrong type of medic, go! Go! Nom, nom, nom. Give me your babies. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the fucking horrifying thing, isn't it? They were just targeting children. Yeah. Mm. That's it. Scary that is stories. Pretty hard. Scary well, stories. They're, they're weak and useless, according to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've genuinely babysat your children. It's fucking suicide watch. It's insane how much they try to fucking kill themselves. Oh, they would see a wolf and run towards it, to be fair. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Well, Doggy! Well, um, yeah, exactly. Just frothing at the mouth. I watched the, possibly the saddest thing I've ever seen the other day. Yeah. Other than Jacob, it was <laughs> oh, the truth hurts. <laughs> a grizzly bear um, hunting they're like your mama wildebeest thing. No, they're not like wildebeest, like ox sort of. Yeah, yeah, in ox. the snow. The I'm snow trying ox. to think where it was. It's on Frozen bison. Planet Two. Yeah, more like bison? a bison. Mm. Yeah, and the calves are so new is that they don't recognise that the grizzly bear isn't oh. mum. And they just walk up to it and the bear Ugh. just fucks them up. Mm. That's this horrific. happens constantly. So they've, got, they've got like an they've got 80% baby eyes, isn't it? death rate. Yeah, yeah, just through bear attacks. Shit. Yeah, Rinders. that's pretty bad. Mm. Mm. Really bad. Awful. Awful. Speaking, speaking of bears and Russia, so maybe both things relevant, there's this thing, like, I talked about it fucking years ago called Belushia Guba. And it's this, like, this outpost on the fringes of Russian territory. And it's, I think it's like, how it looks is like, it's an island that also is connected to the main landmass when the ice freezes over. And when that happens, starving polar bears walk over the ice flats towards this town. Like it's a, like the province town, like Belushia Guba. And people have to fend off polar bears on a daily basis. That's mad. Dozens and dozens of polar bears trying to break into people's houses 
literally opening the door and people are filming them opening the door and snort like like sniffing and pouring at the at the windowsills and looking into their houses and yeah, piling yeah. through their trash. I think I'd cack. Yep. Yeah. There's nothing there's, scarier than an inquisitive polar bear. Yeah. And they're looking they're everywhere. Like you could you look out your top top window and you see five patrolling the streets. Well this is what gave me the willies. It's a hell of a neighborhood watch. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> the Soviets for you. <laughs> that man was speeding. <laughs> Eat him. Slow down. <laughs> There's children in these streets. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> Give me the child. <laughs> Give me. I'll keep him safe. Have we got a predator me. joke in there, or <laughs> you all out of your nonce puns? <laughs> I can't think of another nonce to reference. Otherwise, I would. There's um, a lot. I know there is, but yeah. there's so many to choose Gary from. Gary Glitter. Try that. Gary Glitter. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I've just fucking snorted well. caught up the nose <laughs> oh it burns oh. well anyway this is why the wolf story gave me such willies I've never been hunted by an apex predator <laughs> do you want to be? <laughs> Gary? <laughs> yay it fits <laughs> but reading that story and immersing myself and trying to imagine myself as a, a child watching a wolf eat a baby calf it's going to be a pretty whilst, scary experience on, yeah. whilst being dragged away by another wolf well this is what I was going to say yeah. and then turning around to see another <laughs> fucking wolf knowing that's going to happen to you and then <laughs> <laughs> Can, I, stop, I can only get so erect. <laughs> Take me. <laughs> Kiss me, you fool. Uh, Gary? <laughs> Watch out for the snow. It glitters. Oh, that's a new one now, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime anyone's been hunted. Yeah. Gary? Gary. <laughs> <laughs> hell. We haven't had a band name this week. Shit. Oh, I mean, no. we've had loads. I just don't think we've called any out. Yeah. No, I think there was quite not. a good a few in the stories, definitely. Mm. <laughs> Maybe we should retrospectively pull some out. Yeah, I think I we think should, that's yeah, a good and idea. add it to the list. Because right. the list is growing. Hold on. Mm. Let me see what's in mine. Okay, cool. J.A. and the Hunters. Oh, yeah. Not bad, not bad. What have I got in mind? That sounds like a pretty cool band. I think Chief and Geary is a really good band. Name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is That's good. It's like a 70s prog rock band. <laughs> Blinded by the light. <laughs> I think Brackett's Russian name. <laughs> you know what? Meta and cool. That really That's it then. <laughs> Brackett's Russian name. <laughs> <laughs> the bloodlust of bongo <laughs> yes that's it <laughs> oh fuck can you at least give us some context as to why I've done this fucking cat as my as oh, I just really like the cat Honestly, it, no, I just—I found a picture on the internet. I was I like, it was your no. I looked at the cat. I was like, yeah, that cat's demonic as fuck. That's it sick. <laughs> and the pentagram to say, oh, that was great. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. That was great. I thought it was your bastard cat. No, <laughs> you call my cat a bastard. His bastard cat's called Ripper. Yeah. Ripper the bastard. She is a ripper. I've seen a swallow a mouse whole. Really? I've also the only I mean, other thing I've seen swallow a mouse whole is a chicken. Yeah. What? 
Yeah, the shit, you know. Parents used to have chicken. Chicken. Yeah, um, they had four chickens. I watched them all run across the patio chasing a, mo- mo- a mouse. A mouse. A mouse. A wolf. <laughs> Seven chicken wolves. <laughs> um, yeah, and the one at the front just whipped it by its tail and swallowed it whole. Fuck. To be yeah. fair, that's exactly what Ripper does. She flicks it up in the air by the tail mm. and then, yeah. you know, like. Uh, Homer Simpson when he goes to the all-you-can-eat buffet and he's just shoving yeah. stuff yeah, down yeah. hole. Or when um, Burke's feeding um, <laughs> those things to the plant in Trapdoor. Yeah, that's boom, it. Boom, 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 boom. Yes. Oh, it is good. Well, I oh, hope everyone enjoyed our funny. stories tonight. Mm. Yeah. I hope you'll yeah, be feeling sufficiently spooky mm. and scared <laughs> and lusting for your mother. Don't know why I said that. <laughs> what kind of fucking Freudian slip with that? What do you fucking mean? Just call me Jim Morrison. Gary. Hi, Jordan here. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and rate us. It really helps the podcast grow and helps us make better content overall. If you want more episodes, find us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts. All music tracks are provided by Epidemic Sound. How about now? Is this more angry for you?